Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with a wonderful and amazing guest, Sarah Sparks. And we will be discussing today the question, are you all in? But before we swing into that, I would like to invite you to get to know yourself a little tiny bit better. I created this thing I call the superpower quiz because many of us wander through the world looking at other people and going, ooh, they're so amazing, if only I had what they had. Uh, But the truth of the matter is you are uniquely and wonderfully made. And I would love to give you a peek into the water that you swim in so that you can connect with that inner light, that inner power that uh, drives you and makes you the amazing force in this world. So if you go to superpowerquiz.us and give me 60 seconds, I will give you some insight into the special being that you are. And with that invitation, now I would like to swing around and introduce my guest, Sarah Sparks. She is highly sought after in the spiritual business mentor world at Create the Spark. She guides fun and fabulous female, fun, fabulous and fashionable females, <laughs> don't forget fashionable, to lead with their soul while listening to their divine guidance. Sarah believes you have limitless power to live the life your soul came here to live, and she can help you tap into that. So let's do this thing. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me on. I am so excited to have you here with me. So here at Sovereign Self, we like to understand where everybody began at before you were this fun, fabulous, fashionable uh, spark creator (laughs) and business guide. What was your life like in the before times? Because we all have this turning point where it's like, oh, wait, I, I need to go this other direction. Yeah, for sure. So I also I also have an introduction that is I'm a farm raised, college educated, former local government employee turned business owner who's no longer shamed over spiritual woo woo-ness. I love that one. <laughs> and so that gives you a little highlight of my background is I was a local government employee. I graduated uh from a four-year college with my HR training, design, development, never worked in HR, always wanted to, but didn't. Then went on to get my master's in public administration, which this is so weird because I don't talk about education anymore (laughs) (laughs) or even my work experience, but I I did all that. I was a part of the rec director. I was a, a transit operations supervisor and a safety coordinator for local transit, uh, meaning bus company and stuff. So, um, yeah, I supervise mm-hmm. staff. Most of, most of my staff, uh, most of not even mine, most of the, the bus drivers were, um, oh, I don't know, like almost like retirees. And this was their like side hustle type thing. And there was some yeah. full time and this was their bread and butter. Uh, but I, they were probably ranging from late 40s to 60s, and I was fresh out of college. I was going to say this snot-nosed college kid, right? <laughs> so that was a learning curve. But what, what was cool about that was the end of oh, like the first year, one of the bus drivers who used to be a supervisor uh, at a, a major paper company and stuff he came up and came into my office and he's like i'll have to tell you something and i was like what's that and he's like i appreciate that you command respect you've never demanded it and oh and there is such a distinction between the two yeah yeah so i felt like i earned their respect um obviously there's always some bumps and 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 bruises along the way and learning all the things that I should or shouldn't do. Um, And then um, what I teach now is listening to your divine guidance. So what I learned from age 18 to 28 
was what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit about how you ran your life before you started yeah. listening to your higher self. Yeah. Uh, how do you make your decisions? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think I still was listening to my divine guidance. I just wouldn't call it that. And divine guidance for me could, can range from God, source, creator, spirit, universe, um, inner wisdom, my soul, um, guides, angels. It, it, it's a wide variety of things. Uh, spirits just called, asked me to call it divine guidance. But before that, like, I would just remember at 18, um, I was raised Catholic. And so I was taught to pray, but I didn't know that there was a way to receive. Like, I didn't think that there was a two-way. Yeah, it wasn't caught, taught as conversation. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Or that I needed to go through somebody, such as a priest or a nun, to mm. communicate with God. Yeah, so, yeah. I was raised Lutheran, so we have the red phone. Yeah. But it's, it's still not taught as a conversation. <laughs> You didn't have kneelers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so, um, that's just funny because, <laughs> anyways, carry on. So, um, at age 18, I did ask, I asked us, spirit a god for guidance one night i felt like i had like this overwhelming amount of decisions to be making and i think every 18 year old graduating high school going to college is like what am i supposed to do with the rest of my life yeah Maybe well I and there's a lot of pressure around it too like you're supposed to know <laughs> yes and and everybody everybody that i was talking to was asking me what do you want to be doing with your life and do you have a significant other do you want to be married do you want to have children do you want to you know live and take over the farm do you want are you to going to be a career house? girl in the big city or yeah, yeah. exactly are you going to be working for public sector, private sector? And honestly, I didn't even know what they were talking about. When, when they're talking about public and private sector, I didn't even know. Or nonprofit. Like, I just, I worked for a gas station from age 15 to 18, but I never thought about private, public sector. I lived a very, sh like, sheltered, innocent life. I didn't even have cable like, or, or internet at, at my house. So, and we, I wasn't Amish. I was just, you know, like. Yeah, you weren't Amish. You were just rural. Yeah, for all, I just lived out in the middle of nowhere. So I just didn't think about that sort of thing. So people were asking me all these questions and I just felt really overwhelmed. And I thought that I have to have all the answers. And one night I just had enough. And right before I fell asleep, I prayed. And I was like, hey God, could you just possibly, if you're out there, if you're not too busy, you know, could you possibly tell me what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? That night I had a dream and I was walking along a beach. And the sunset was to my right. The water, there was a big, big body of water. Mm -hmm. I always just assumed it was an ocean. Uh, I was walking along the beach, crunchy seashells and stuff. And then uh, underneath my feet, seagulls, I could feel the moisture on my face. I could hear the seagulls. I could see the sun. I mean, it was like I was immersed in this. Yes. And I was there. It felt everything about this space felt like home. And about, yeah. Well, yeah, about 12 feet in front of me, there was a man, he had dark hair with uh, like a tan neck and... Um, I love and, that he had a farmer's tan. I know. <laughs> and I don't know, that's all that I could see, but he had dark, dark brown hair, tan neck. He was, he had broader shoulders. I'm 5'9", so he was, you know, he's six feet tall in the dream. And so I was like... I, I remember in the dream thinking, God, you did good. <laughs> good job. <laughs> nice. That's a nice manifestation of physicality you have going on there. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, at the time, there were shorter men than I that would always be attracted to me. And I'm like, I always wanted to date someone who was taller than me. So, which I did, but that's neither here nor there. So. Anywho, I was in this dream and I had this dream and I never touched the man. I never saw his face. It just every, like he felt like home, his face felt like home. And it just felt like this was going to be my life. And I didn't have a, a direction of, you know, what school I was supposed to go to or even where it was at. I just thought, okay, I, this is just where I'm supposed to go. But how in the world, that's so why I woke up from the dream thinking, Oh my God, 
God actually answered my dream, like answered my question. Yeah. Like, I knew well, that it was and I love that you invited such a direct answer because a lot of times we're like, God, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do, God. God, I, I have no clue. I, I don't know where to start. And we don't say, please tell me. Yes. Yeah. And that's an important part because we have free will in this world. And unless you invite that really specific direction, you're going to be stuck in this circle of, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. As opposed to just simply saying, please tell me. Yeah. I, I love it when clients are able to get that right away. Like within like one or two weeks, they're like, oh, I didn't know how to release. So I just asked and, the, and spirit came in and, and it went. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just, it went away. Mm-hmm. How simple was that? <laughs> yes. I love it. And, um, so, uh, fast, fast forward throughout my whole, you're asking like how I lived life. So from that dream, I just thought, well, I was crazy <laughs> that God was <would> <laughs> telling me things. And then I, I thought, was it, could it be that easy that I would just pray and then I'd get an answer, like answer. Yeah. Like, we're we're kind of taught that life has to be really difficult and complicated. Yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, and, and I never went into when is this going to happen? Is it now? Is it the, cause that's what some clients do. Like, they oh, yeah. yeah. Tell, like, tell me, is this tomorrow? Is it next week? Do I have to be ready? Yeah. I didn't do that. It just was like, I just knew that this dream was my answer and I didn't know how to get there, but I knew I'd get there. Yeah. And and I love the trust that you kind of rested in around that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I trusted God, but I didn't trust myself at all. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of the conversation with the divine, I guess one of the things I want to kind of throw in there is we're also taught that we don't have any position of power in that conversation frequently like whatever whatever you want god um and and we don't have to take that super subservient position because we are part of the divine right Mm -hmm. you know and so inviting the more direct um information is Mm -hmm. a beautiful first step but you can take it even farther than that and say god this is what i prefer Yes. Is yes. there something like this or better down the road for me? Mm-hmm. What takes me that direction as well? Yes, I have an analogy, and that. So I, I've heard when I started waking up that the divine is the GPS of our lives, and that and that's like, the way I refer to it. Uh, and uh, I honestly, when when someone told me that, I didn't know what they were talking about. I was like, yeah, sure, they're like directing okay, us. Okay, whatever. But, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, like, getting in the power seat of your life. So I have, I envision that our bodies are the car, <clears throat> and we get into this car, and but I envision that I'm actually sitting in my car, and I have the GPS up and running, and I don't sit in the car and be like, so I'm kind of hungry. Like, I don't really know what I want. I mean, should I be eating? Like, I don't know. Like, where would I go? I just don't know. I actually am like, okay, I am hungry for some Chinese takeout and here's the address. Now GPS, get me there the quickest, fastest way, most effective way possible. And I want to avoid all tolls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the GPS doesn't say, here's all 27 steps you have to take. It says, pull out of your driveway and go north. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also, I'm giving it direction. So it's our soul, like us connecting to our soul to get that direction, that address to which we're going to plug into spirit, and then spirit's going to be the most effective and efficient way to get there. That is taking like that power seat, getting into the driver's seat of your life is my feel. But yeah. it's also learning to lead with your soul and listen to that and guidance. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a morning practice that I started early on in my awakening because I hadn't had that Bodhi tree moment where like everything appears in front of you fully fledged. It's like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to go. (laughs) And I I find a lot of people wait for that. I'm not patient enough for that. (laughs) I'll admit to being impatient. Um, 
so I had this morning routine of what's the most important thing, what's the most important step I'm to take today to get me where I'm supposed to be. And I call that my divine GPS because it's only the next turn. It's only the next action that you're supposed to take. It's, it's not the, the ginormous picture. It's what practically do I need to do right now in this moment to arrive there? I love that. I also tell that to clients. It's just, just keep asking what's next. And I, I love uh, Abraham Hicks's uh, visual of a, a train and your, your thought train. And I love uh, having the thought of mm, what's next, mm, what's next, mm, what's next. And you Ooh, get it's a nice, going. it's a nice rhythm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. What's next? <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> Can you believe we are already coming up on our first break? Yeah. Oh, I know. I want to. I'm excited to share more about uh, if, I, that, if that dream came true or not. I know. I want to finish that story. So we'll do that when we come back to the break. If you are out there with us today, I would invite you to take a look at how your conversation with the divine has been up to this point in your life, and see if some of the thoughts we shared this morning might resonate with you enough that you're willing to experiment with them a couple of times. So spend a little time around that and we'll be right back from the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am still here with the wonderful, amazing Sarah Sparks. And when we took off, we have been talking about this prayer that she'd had, followed by this divine dream that was exactly the answer to that prayer. And uh, so tell me how your patience paid out since you very patiently trusted and said, okay, if this is it, I know it's going to happen. You know what? I don't know if I was all that patient. I honestly just, I began to believe that it wasn't going to happen. So I went on and lived my life. Uh, I lived the life (laughs) I thought I was, I was to be living. I, I went on and lived the life that I thought would be accepted by others, especially mm. that I felt like I loved the most, which would have been, which at the time, parents like, and, yeah, my yeah. parents and my sisters, I'm the youngest by 15 years. So I have always wanted and sought that approval from my older sisters and wanted to be like them. And um, I was like, I'm old enough to be my own mother. So I kind of felt like, you know, I wanted that, that approval. So I was like, let me choose this life a life that all these people that I love so much would definitely approve and accept me for. And would I actually have articulated that in that way and rationally thought about it? Probably not. But that's what I did, like looking back. So, yeah, it, it's not a, it's not yeah. at all uncommon, right? I just yeah. I woke up at like 45 years of age and understood that all the values I was living were my mother's values. None of them were mine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. When I take people through values exercises to, to find out what our soul values are, 
they sometimes are like, but this is my family value. It has always been my family value. And I'm like, but it's not really yours. Like, yeah, see, and and for years I would go through those exercises. I'd been through several and I'm like, why am I not happy when I'm fashioning myself around everything that's in this exercise? Well, because you're answering the way your mother would answer. You haven't given any thought to what's important to you. It's like, wow, okay. <laughs> and I still have to check myself when I go through those exercises. Like, okay, hang on. There's no right answer here, first of all. <laughs> and uh, let's, let's really see what lights Zofia up as we go through this. Yes, I love that. Um. So where was I even? <laughs> oh, say, so you were living this life to please your family. Yep, yep, I was. So I would take jobs, and I married a man that I knew that day that I married him. I knew months before. I married him in August of 2004. In November of 2003, I wrote him a letter and told him exactly the type of man that I want to be married to, and I feel that I, I am to be married to. And I was like, I've evaluated this. I don't think you're him. And I don't I don't want to hurt you, but I need to be honest with you. And I don't want you to have to change or try to conform to this list. Like, I yeah. want you to be you. And I want you to live out all the dreams that you want. But I don't think you're the man for, for me. And, well, I married him anyways. And yep. five years later, uh, when I was getting divorced and moving out, I found that list at the bottom of a drawer and I was like, oh my goodness, these are all the reasons why yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, because this is not, this is not the man and I want him and I, I got divorced from him because I want him to find somebody that adores him and cherishes him and for who him. he and, is yeah, exactly who he is and i want that for me too and and so it was a very which i would call it now a conscious loving divorce because i yeah. wanted it i loved him as a man but i knew if i stayed with him i would be resenting him and probably hate him and i didn't want to, i didn't want that so i started basically just making rights wrongs wrongs rights in my life or whatever i'm trying to say (laughs) so was was there something that kind of started you down that road of you know what i have to get rid of some of these choices yeah there was there was a major moment which i totally forgot thank you for asking me um probably two years prior to me leaving and asking for the divorce and all that stuff I had planned my death and about two weeks-ish, we're going to say two weeks and the following week, it was in a week's time frame. And I ran into, quote unquote, ran into this young girl, 16 years old. Her name is Hannah. And I ran into her at a hair salon. She was sitting with a, a gal comforting her with all the stuff that she was going through and I was like yeah I've talked through that before I told her I've been there done that (laughs) and and I just I just there's something about her that drew me drew my eye to her well I went on my day she went on her day a couple a couple uh so mind you I was planning my death but I was getting my hair done and then two days later I went well you gotta look good right it's (laughs) And, and then uh, a few days later, I went to the tanning salon because that's obviously important when you want to end your life. You and you want to have a lovely corpse, absolutely. I, obviously, because let's oh whatever. I'm not going to say that. Anyways, so um, I'm sitting there and in walks Hannah, and she sits right next to me, and I was like, "What in the world? Like, why am I seeing this girl like?" Yeah, this? same place. <laughs> and so I was like. I'm like, hey, I just saw you the other day. And she literally looked looked at me. And I, I'm like 26 ish, you know, and she's 16. So she looks at me and like, hmm, okay, lady. Yeah, like, you don't really matter in my world right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we, we went on, did our tanning sessions, went on. So the ex-husband and I would go have pizza. 
uh, on Sundays. And so Sunday we went to Pizza Hut in DeWitt, Iowa, and, and we were sitting there and guess who's our waitress? Anna <laughs> walks up to the table. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like three times in one week. I'm like, ah, you work here. And she's just like looking at me like, who are you? Who are you? I don't even, you didn't hardly register at the tanning salon, let alone the hair salon. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, this, this person is definitely placed in my life for a reason, but I don't really know. And we'll just, whatever, if I, if, if, if I see her again, so threes, like things happen yeah. to me in threes. And so I was just, I was, we did our pleasantries. We went about that following Wednesday is when the DeWitt Observer, the local newspaper comes out and I was coming back from, from work and I laid it out on the counter and I saw Hannah's picture in the paper. And I was like, oh, and just talking about all of her accomplishments and all the things. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this young girl reminds me so much of myself. Like, and I'm she's just, got like, so much going for her. Yeah. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is just so cool. And then I got down to the end of the article and realized I was in the obituary section because she had she had passed away. Yeah. Oh yeah. my. And I right there started crying because then I heard this voice that I hadn't heard for a while that I had turned off. And I at the time would say God, I would say spirit, divine now. And I was like, why? Like, what in the world? And Spirit says, you need to know you're meant for more. Mm. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, if something outside of myself, because it definitely felt like it was outside of myself. I know that God's within us, Spirit's within us. I know we have the inner wisdom, but it came from outside of myself at that time. And I... I was like, wow, if something outside of myself believes in me and says that I'm meant for more, I need to change things up. And yeah. So I, so I well, and the divine will show up in the way that we will pay the most attention to. And <laughs> if you're outwardly directed for your orientation, which most of us are raised to be, you look outside yourself for your career. You look outside yourself for guidance. You look outside yourself for just about everything. Your self-worth oftentimes, which is a terrible trap. Um, so that's how the divine is going to show up for you in that moment. Yeah. So I just remembered that I was meant for more. And that's, that's also part of my messaging now. Because I, I don't necessarily work with people who... Uh, are, are suicidal that's for somebody else who is more specialized and and that sort of thing um but i've gone through it and i felt it and i was depressed for years and i've had bouts with it so i can definitely guide people to to, to know that they are meant for more and so knowing that i was meant for more i started with my job uh, and mm -hmm. I changed careers. Um, I became from the transit to a parks and rec. Now, I stayed within local government. Let me let me pause you for just a second. Yeah. Because many of us here, but not all of us trust that that is true or trustworthy. Oh. Mm -hmm. And oh, that, that the guidance. Yeah, the guidance. So how how do you begin to build that trust if you don't already kind of have it? Oh, well, I'm a naturally trusting person. Um, I, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I, and I. I have many clients who were naturally trusting people, but humans have made them to question and not trust anybody. Yeah. There is a distinction that even if I don't trust another human, divine is completely different. Divine human i mean yes we are all divine and but this this guidance was not coming from my mother and my grandmother my, like even my my husband at the time right was, somebody who has maybe an ulterior motive or yeah, whatever it yeah. was unconditional and it was just like you need to know this um i take people through so it was kind of it was so. kind of neutral wasn't it it wasn't yeah, it wasn't yeah. coming from, there was no expectation. There, I mean, it wasn't even like, don't it was, kill yourself. Yeah, it's just the facts, ma'am. It was just yeah. like, well, you're meant for more, so it's up to you what you do. And and literally 
looking at Hannah's obituary could have been mine in a couple of weeks. So yeah. uh, it was just eye-opening. It was just a moment. And I really wish that Hannah would not have passed. Um, and, and that, that's not how I, I was to learn. <laughs> um, and I, but, uh, she, she definitely was a instrument of, of change in yeah. my life. Well, and there are, there are two ways you work, you learn in this world. You learn by your own rough experience, or you can learn from somebody else's rough experience. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have chosen, my husband has asked me that he's like, you don't experience through car wrecks or through disease or through and i was like no i have specifically asked spirit if there's a lesson i am to learn if there's something i need to know just tell me have a conversation with me now i've been more directive at the time i i didn't i didn't think about that sort of thing well i'm like yes yeah like to learn this is and and some of it has to do with how well you listen okay because i'm I was raised by a German and a Norwegian, so I learned a double dose of stubborn and stoic. So yes, the spiritual two by four does get used in my life, <laughs> although less now because I'm paying more attention, but I do tend to get into these headstrong moments and I think of it as, as the wake up moment. But yeah, yeah sure. if you if you listen, there's much less of that. And I also want to point out that yes, I'm talking about listening, and that I actually heard a voice say you're meant for more. But many other people may may experience it through signs that they see, or they may yes. taste something that reminds them of something, or they may feel something, or uh, they have uh, oh, oh, goosebumps. I, I have or or a, a, a knowing. I, yes, I'm a no, I'm a knower. I'm yeah. a knower, and I, I find that one's a little complicated for people because you have to learn to discern what's your thoughts and what's this divine thought mm-hmm. that arrives. Yeah. yeah, so that is something I also take clients through a bit <laughs> which is wrapped around trust. You're going back to, just to sum up your question around trust, the, the best thing that I can tell anyone is that your experience as a human with other humans who have broken your trust is not the same as trusting the divine. Mm, very much not the same. Yep. It's not the same. So there's a whole other process and level of, of trust when it comes to divine, but you, I help people release all that stuff. It's kind of like you think about a river flowing and you know, that beaver who built that dam, that dam represents all of your emotions and thoughts that stop the flow of water. The flow of water is that divine guidance coming through. So taking that dam and, and, you know, removing it. I also have a yucky example of, I have a lot of hair and it's curly and usually drains get clogged. So we gotta, we gotta unclog that drain. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. We are already up on our second break, if you can believe it. So I want to hear more about how your path unfolded from this moment of realization when we come back. Uh, To everyone out there in listener land, I'm so happy that you joined us here today. Yay! Um, And I would invite you to take this time over the break to spend a couple of minutes on where you listen well and where you don't listen so well, because we all have places it's easier for us to take guidance and others where we're a little bit more headstrong. And so spend some time around that and see how it feels to consider perhaps opening up in some of the areas where you've been headstrong. And we'll be right back from the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? 
where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I remain here with the amazing and wonderful Sarah Sparks. And before we went to break, she was sharing how she had been writing the quote-unquote wrongs or mistakes in her life after this awakening experience, this realization that, ooh, I'm not making choices that are supportive of me, and I'm meant for so much more. Thank you so much for having me and thank you all for tuning in and I look forward to connecting with you a little further. So I want to share how I started making those quote unquote prompts right. I began to listen to that divine guidance. So instead of ignoring it, instead of making excuses that I was crazy, I'm wrong. How do I explain this to other people? Yeah. And the major thing was I don't, I, I, I didn't around acceptance. I mean, let's just, I'll just throw it out there. My core limiting belief was feeling completely accepted. Mm. Uh, so I, hung on to that like oh who is going to want to pay me to channel if i let people know that i can you know connect are people going to like me and but I yeah love are people like, gonna think i'm weird and marginalize me yeah. yes so i stopped those excuses and it was over a course of years so i don't want to put people in this assumption or, or yeah it's, it's not an overnight transition yes. yeah yes yeah, so that people are like oh great in a couple weeks i can be this fabulous traveler and yeah no so it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> i will be bold in who i am <laughs> yes. i just began to start listening and taking action that aligned action of what i'm to be doing i wanted to travel with my master's program and finish early. Um, I ran a half marathon and while I was running the half marathon, I complained the whole time to my friend and she said, Sarah, we need to go on vacation. And so I was like, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of this master's and I have this like trip. I mean, like there's so much going on and she's like, Sarah, this is why. <laughs> like you are not yourself and you are a big old bee. Like you're just not like she she lived with me in college and she's seen me for a good ten years. I mean like she So so she can definitely identify when you shifted yeah. into bee territory. <laughs> yeah. So she, we she, we went on vacation. We asked our husbands if we wanted to go, which would be my ex husband. And they all said that the, the husband said no, they, they couldn't go, they didn't want to go. I was at the airport and my, my husband at the time said he couldn't go because he had work. And so I was like, all right. So I called that, him. That's what they him. give you vacation days for, dude. I understand. <laughs> uh, so um, I was at the airport and I, I called him to wish him well. And, you know, my phone doesn't have, um, it has roaming at the time because I had like a, cheap phone and, and I was like I know I won't be able to talk to you for like the next five days but I just wanted to wait, you know, wish you well tell you, tell you I love you blah 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 normal standard woman uh, husband wife conversation and I heard this like on the phone and I was like I thought you were at work and I said are you walking in between buildings and he said oh no I, I took the day off to go to a farm sale with my brother Oh, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And I made a decision in that airport. I and I didn't tell him because I wasn't going to like <laughs> break up with my husband. Yeah, exactly. Over the phone on the way to vacation. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
split an ass if I did. Not not the place, not the time. So I just I was literally like looking at the at the airplane that I would be hopping on, and I said, "Oh, okay. Well, uh, have a good day and have fun. We'll talk later." And I was like, "I'm not telling him look goodbye. Like I'm done. Like I was like, oh." So I hung up the phone and I made a decision. I didn't. I ended up telling my friend on the airplane what I'm going to do, and she tried to talk me out of it, and I said, no, like, I am done. I am done being last. I am done feeling like I am some single married woman. Like, I am done. Like, I am done, and I'm going to wish him well, and I want to do this out of love, but I am done. Well, as we all know, um, you decide on a matter, and it will be established for you. And so we are... I went, I, I had the belief that I was an old married woman. And so I was 27-ish at the twenty twenty eight. Definitely yes. not an old married but woman. That's but... the age I was when I split from my ex. <laughs> I, I now have the belief that I don't think people should get married until they're 30 because their brains aren't fully developed until late 20s. And so much changes in the 20s. Yeah, like, and, you, and you don't really know yeah, what you want or, or what makes the most sense for you. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. There's a whole other thing I can talk about, but I won't. <laughs> That's for another day. Back to our regular schedule. So, yes, we, we had changed things about our career. We'd done yep, a marathon. We we're going on vacation and we're yep. fixing to have a husband. Yep. So, hi, I am on day three and we have been, I've been told three different times to go to Mulligan's. And I was like, what the hell is this Mulligan's? Like, it, Mulligan's, it's, like, it's a do-over, first of all. <laughs> oh, yes. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I was on an interview and someone just like, just like yourself says this. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so awesome. So we were told three different times to, to go to Mulligan's. The third time, we are on the sponsored boat and sponsored captain of Mulligan's. And we are going to go parasailing. Another thing that we're going to be doing to step more and like fly, let ourselves fly. Yes, fly, be free, my friend. <laughs> and so I am on this boat and I'm like, okay, what's up with mulligans? And they're like, oh, you should really go. There's great music. There's great food, blah, blah, blah. We take a, we take an $8 cab ride to this place. I'm sitting there. They're all, everybody's leaving. The band's leaving. Everybody's leaving. Two other tables there. One is the drunken people that have, are up at the counter, and this woman, I'll tell you, and then this other table is a, a table of Iowans, which my friend and I are from Iowa. So yeah, like, what are the odds, right? <laughs> oh my god. So this woman comes up, she decides to awkwardly clump my face because she's so drunk, and she's trying to give me a lap dance, and I am like <sighs> totally awkward, and I'm like, what am I going to do? This man walks over and is like, I am so sorry have been drinking all weekend like she is really like she, she he's like can I buy you guys a drink and I was like yeah sure he goes by the drink sits down we talk I go to the bathroom walk past him <clears throat> walk past him and there is something like pulls me like I there's this undeniable like force and I had no idea at the time I was not awake excuse me <clears throat> excuse me and we begin to talk he offers us a rape-free drive back to our hotel, and I just start Well, it's, it's good to put that out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I start laughing, and I'm like, okay, that's just lovely, thank you. We go, and I asked him to drop us off a few hotels down, because by the time I found out he was Mr. IT and researcher and all these things. I'm like, yeah, he's a smart fella. He's going to find us no matter what. Like, I am. Yeah, he, he doesn't need more help in that area. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, we're just going to be dropped off a few hotels. So we're standing next to each other at Swigwam, which is a little beachy bar there. And all of a sudden, I feel this, like, connection of home. And the dream mm. comes back. And I'm like, hmm, well, that's weird. Yeah. And, He's like, do you want to go walking on the beach? And I was like, yeah, sure. So my my friend and his friend were all just walking, and and I dropped my cup, and I'm like, oh no, the seagulls, you know. And I <laughs> water laughing. We're walking. They continue. The my friend and his friend are further ahead, and um, I dropped my cup. I turn back around. He's 12 feet in front of me, six feet 
called dark hair, tan neck, and that is Mr. Craig Sparks, who I am married to. All right, that is so awesome. <laughs> so then it just turns into, but I have to always preface this, is like, he is the man from the November letter that I filled out of all the things that I that I felt I knew. I went back yeah. and read that letter after I met him, and I was like, oh my gosh. Check. Like, this is, Check. This is Check. him. And I also have to say, like, we're still human. So, like, yeah. even though we are divinely guided to be together, we, uh, like, relationships that, like, are still work. Yes. Two limiting beliefs, like, collided. And it was like, woo! And so we've both grown together. Like, we have grown separately. We have elevated. We have shifted. And it's, it's great and wonderful. And I absolutely love them. And I know we're to be together. But there were definitely some times that we were like, I don't like you at all. But yeah, and right now you're is. pissing me off. We're in a cult to be together, so I'm going to trust this. But okay, we, we'll work this through somehow, but mmm. Both of our girls came to us as souls. Um, I, all my business stuff was guided to us by, by spirit. Clients come through me, uh, come to me. I attract them. Spirit divinely guides them. I'm sure you and I have been divinely guided. Everything in my life now is divinely guided, and I just continue to listen to what's next, what's next, what's next. Absolutely. So beautiful. So we are down to, like, the last four minutes here. So yes. I know you brought a gift with you for our guests. Would you like to share what your gift is? Yeah, it felt like uh, so many people feel like the weight of the world is on their shoulders. Um, and so Spirit has given me five steps to listen to your inner wisdom, your divine guidance. So I have that. I have that on, on the landing page. You just enter your email, and away you go, and you can get it. And Awesome sauce. And as always, you can go to SovereignSelf.media to pick up that gift. She'll be up at the top of the speaker's page. And you can uh, click on the link and it'll be put right into that funnel and you'll get your gift. That yes. is so fabulous. Yeah. And so, I, don't, I don't spam you or anything. It's just all love and added value to your life. So. Exactly. And uh, as always, if you don't need the advice or it doesn't fit, you can always opt out after, right? For sure. <laughs> so what final advice would you give the folks out there in listener land? If you need any encouragement, mm -hmm. know that you're meant for more. And find out if you are asking, <laughs> just want to be free. Ask yourself, what is it that I want to be free from? Oh, very interesting because freedom turns out to be one of my values. Mm. Mm, yeah, exactly. And you don't have to be free from everything to experience freedom. But there are certain things you want to be free from. And it's yes. all different for each person. My very first business was to be free. And that that's the title of it. And I, I was always searching for freedom. But I needed to figure out what I needed to be free from. So that way I could set myself free. And then by setting myself free, then tapping into my inner wisdom and my divine guidance. Absolutely. My curiosity is peaked now. So what was the thing you needed to be free from to experience that feeling of, yes, I am free? Uh, needing to be liked. Mm, very nice. Yeah. yeah. There was a quote that, that I read and someone had told me while they were speaking on stage, not just me, but the whole audience, but it felt like me. It was like, <sighs> your need to be liked is keeping you small. Ooh. And I know that A, I'm meant for more. B, I've been five nine since I've been nine. So I have I've been meant to stand out. It's literally how I have been designed. So it was yeah. the meeting to be liked and accepted and approved. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was not an overnight process. How long did <laughs> it take to achieve that freedom? Oh, we'll just say that I'm still stepping in to be seen right now. <laughs> now uh spirit has guided me to allow my soul and body to be one and allow my soul to be seen on the outside so i am releasing lots of weight uh, 
and that I had packed on since I woke up to protect me and my soul. And so it is now time for that alignment to occur. So that's a whole new to be seen and not giving a hoot what other people think. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But it's so important to keep your, your vessel healthy, your physical body. It's, it's your tool that keeps you here in this reality. So it's very important to care for her and to give her the love and the support that she needs, including right sizing sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I call it. I'm currently in that process again. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it, it's the, my my body is the home of my soul. So it just it's just time, and it's time it, for and, a little renovation. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's what my soul. So I I just asked my soul like how how it wanted to do this, um, and then I took that how I'm like all right, I don't I no longer want to be feeling this way, spirit. You gotta show me. I need an answer to this prayer, and I got it. And then it's just, okay, soul, how much water should I be drinking? Um, soul, what's the weight that, that it's, yeah, why? How do you want to move your body? How, like, it's just, it's just yeah. always connecting and allowing it to lead. Yeah, and it's so beautiful. You can use divine gu- guidance in any aspect of your life. And in fact, your life gets up most miraculous when you use it in all of them. Yes. <laughs> it has been such a pleasure to have you with me today, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you to everyone who's joined us today. I do this show for you out of great love and service and humility. I don't always know exactly what the thing is that you're going to need. And sometimes it's useful to have messengers in many forms. And so if you would love to reach out to me, I would love to hear from you, whether it's to request a particular topic or a speaker or just to let me know what the show has done for you, how it fits in your life. I would love to hear all of that. If you have thoughts for improvement, I'm open to those as well. You can reach me at Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 